from IBM Cloud and Cognitive Software, you're listening to The Art of Automation with host Jerry Cuomo. Thank you, Ethan, and welcome to The Art of Automation, a podcast that explores the application of automation in the enterprise. Today, we have an exciting topic that on its surface may seem a bit out of the boundaries of classic enterprise. This episode will explore a unique application of automation, which is to traverse the ocean in a quest for data and discovery. And as you hear the story unfold, I'm sure you will identify with as many similarities as differences between automation at sea and automating your enterprise. Trust me, you'll see this. And yes, I'm talking about the Mayflower Autonomous Ship, or MASS for short. MASS is a grassroots initiative led by marine research nonprofit Primare with support from IBM. Their mission is to provide a flexible, cost-effective, and safe option for gathering critical data about the ocean. MASS can spend long durations at sea, carrying scientific equipment, and making its own decisions about how to optimize its routes and mission. With no human captain on board, MASS uses the power of, yes, AI-powered automation to traverse the ocean in a quest for data and discovery. So the ship's AI captain performs similar roles to a human captain, assimilating data from a number of sources. It's constantly assessing its route, status, and mission, and it makes decisions about what to do next. Cameras and computer vision systems scan the horizon for hazards, and streams of meteorological data reveal potentially dangerous storms. Machine learning and automation software ensure that decisions are safe and in line with collisions regulations. So for today's episode, we have the good fortune to have Don Scott with us. Don is the Director of Engineering at Submergence Group and We'll discuss automation in the context of this masterpiece of modern automation technology, the AI captain. Welcome, Don, to the art of automation. Uh, it's great to see you again, Jerry. Happy to be here. All right, let's just jump into the first question, if you don't mind. Don, as I alluded to in the beginning, you have a pretty unique job. Can you broadly share what you do at Primari and the Submergence Group? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked my entire career as an ocean engineer. My focus has been in, you know, the navigation and control systems for manned and unmanned submarines for, you know, the U.S. and the U.K. navies. But uh, for the last 15 years, I and my team have been developing marine systems with different levels of autonomy. So being able to operate unmanned. Yeah. So, Don, first of all, I think everyone out there is saying, how cool is that? Don, is this a, a software, hardware, all of the above, that plus more? Can you tell us a little bit about the tools of your trade? Yeah, so Promare and uh, Marine AI and Submergence Group, I mean, we do, we kind of do everything. My focus is on the software aspect. It's on the sort of intelligent decision-making about where the boat should go and how it should operate, things like that. And Don, can you share a little bit of your favorites from, from a software tool perspective? Are you a... C++, Java, what's your, your forte? I started running an assembly, you know. Okay. So <laughs> that's certainly, certainly not my favorite, I'll tell you that. We're actually, now we're, we're a big sort of C-sharp house. So we're kind of focused on in terms of our tools. You know, the younger guys sort of favor Python, not my yeah. thing, but that seems to be where everything's going. All right, gotcha. So let's dive into that. You said autonomous operations. And that's kind of like the highest level of achievement by an automated system. 
And your AI captain uses technology like cameras, computer vision, AI and rules, and edge computing, all as a means to safely navigate around other ships, buoys, and other ocean hazards during this transatlantic voyage. So tell us a little bit, if you can, about how you put these technologies into play to achieve this autonomous automation. And, and what did you learn while applying this technology? Yeah, so the traditional role of a sea captain is, you know, the safe and efficient operation of a vessel at sea. And that's exactly the capability that we need to implement for true autonomous capability. Mayflower, or AI captain on Mayflower, you know, it needs to evaluate the current situation, recommend a safe course and speed. And to do this, we implemented, call it a hybrid AI solution. You know, it's a classic design architecture for autonomous systems. We're not reinventing the wheel here. You have sensing, computing, right. and, then, and then acting. Correct. And what we've learned is the sensing is the real key, right? Like changing visual and physical uh, information into something a computer algorithm can understand. You know, we're looking at video streams from six different cameras using computer vision capability there, looking at AIS, which is standard uh, system for identifying ships at sea. Radar for looking around you, photometer for knowing water depth and weather reporting, and importantly, chart information too. We use all this information, we put this into what's called like a data fusion layer, where mm -hmm. we, we basically pull all this information together to create what we call a hazard map. Okay. So it just sort of defines the safe and unsafe regions at sea. Very interesting, Don. And is this flexible? Does it learn over time? For example, I, I read something almost humorous a few weeks ago about before the launch of the Mayflower, there was some fears about, uh oh, what happens if a seagull swoops in with the introduction of a, of, of a, a seagull just kind of popping in and then popping out uh, affect the algorithm? Is that something that you're planning for or you can add on the fly later? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure where the seagull thing came in, but um, it's, uh, we're, we're not. We're not. We weren't too focused on identifying different types of birds. We were more. Okay. Focused, we, were, we were more focused on identifying different types of ships and okay. uh, and what we call LOMOs, so low observable marine objects, so lobster pots and basically uh, flotsam that could be be a hazard to navigation. So in terms of uh, adaptability and learning, for sure. I mean, it, when we were doing the transit, we have a fixed set of inference models, for sure, for the computer vision. But uh, we've always retained the ability to push uh, new models out to the ship as required. We're not doing any retraining at sea. In part, you know, we'll get into this about trust issues, right? We don't, we mm -hmm. don't want to be introducing potential new behavior while during a transit. So we sort of have a fixed set of inference models when we're operating at sea. That makes sense, Don. And you had once asked me if I've ever talked to a, a marine regulator. So I guess when you get into safety and what you said at the top about safe navigation, and when you when you asked me that, I don't even think I answered because <laughs> I, that, that sort of question, and I, I would never expect a person to ask me. No, I've never talked to a marine regulator. But, I thought everybody talked to marine regulators. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Not not this person here. But then you went on in a very interesting way to explain about international regulations for preventing collisions at sea and how our rules language and AI explainability in general establish a level of understanding, trust, increase confidence from these regulators. Can you share a little bit more detail for our audience here about how that works? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty complex issue, to be honest. I mean, like we need to start by understanding the environment that we're working in. Since we began sailing, you know, in the oceans, you know, like 
back when the Egyptians first had the first sailing boats with reeds. Right. There were under, an understanding of how these ships would interact when they came across each other. There's a, a fairly large organization called the IMO, the International Maritime Organization, which is a big international regulatory agency that's responsible for or overseeing quite a bit about the ocean. And one of the things they look after is like the safety of navigation at sea. And they've mm-hmm. created these, they've sort of accumulated all these conventions and rules and created the collision regulations or coal regs that we like to call them. And like I said, they, these are the coal regs. They dictate how ships interact at sea. It becomes a very... Uh, complex situation because, you know, there's coal rigs only address single ship interactions, how two ships deal with each other. But anyone who's been to sea will know there's usually lots of ships around, like especially in harbors and things like that. So it becomes a bit of a dance, right, Mm -hmm. on on how ships interact. And is it fair to say that marine regulators can't read code, Python or C, yeah. <laughs> C sharp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly address that about about how how is it that that we make these rules understandable? How how we make our implementation of these rules understandable to the regulator? Mm-hmm. And because the coal regs, they can be somewhat ambiguous, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like there's my favorite term is something called past and clear, where you know when you're overtaking another vessel, you're not supposed to go back to your original course until you're quote past and clear of the previous vessel. What's past and clear? It's, it's when the other captain feels safe, right? So, uh, yeah. so, when, so when is that? So this brings up this whole issue of trust, as in right, right. these uh, human captains need to be able to trust, I include the marine regulators there, need to be able to trust the decision that an AI captain's making. And it's a pretty significant hurdle, right? Because they want to be able to not just understand the decision that's been made, but also why the decision's been made, like the rationale behind it as well. And that's the strength of using, for our solution, it's a deterministic rule set. We use something called ODM, Operational Decision Manager. Yes, and know it well. You should know it well, right? <laughs> and you know, because of its pedigree in the financial services industry, you know, it provides a completely transparent and immutable record of the decision-making process. And it's this transparency and explainability that is required to develop trust. And this is a trust that's required for the regulatory boards to understand why we're making these decisions. And, and Don, do you literally show the regulators the rules as written uh, actually make sense to the regulators? Well, we haven't had to yet, but we certainly yeah. will. We certainly okay. are, are able to. You know, that's kind of the power of this approach. Wonderful. Yeah. Very interesting. Very cool. Don, can you help us jump the tracks on how lessons learned from your experience building the AI captain to autonomous operations in an enterprise setting? Yeah, I guess first off, probably would have been easier in an enterprise setting itself. But we, yes. decided, <laughs> you know, we decided to do this at sea. So you know that has its own sort of difficulties or its own challenges, let's say, than working sort of just on, on a bench or whatever. I guess the one of the big things we did is uh, we needed to containerize a lot of these uh, different apps that we're running that make up the AI, AI captain. We kind of have a, a, an expectation that systems are going to fail and you can't have a critical system like Colregs Manager, which is what we call it, on a single point of failure. You need to be able to move it around. And, you know, we needed to do that on the first transit attempt. You know, when we were in the recovery mode, you know, we had a system failure but because of the system architecture and the flexibility, we were able to move these critical systems onto working systems and keep the ship you know, operational and the way it worked. This idea is that you, know, you can also push hot fixes up to the boat even while it's operational, which is a key element as well. 
Yeah. So resiliency in your enterprise could learn yeah. a lot from resilience while yeah. making a transatlantic voyage. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. One thing I would mention though, is I think one of the real things that we, we learned, and I think this applies to not just the marine domain, but also your enterprise domain. And this is related to the automation aspect. Mm -hmm. And it was, we needed to be able to manage the division between the expert knowledge of our master mariners and the programming of the rule set itself. You touched on that a little bit earlier. We needed to be able to really effectively translate what at times seemed really ambiguous rules coming from the master mariner. And once they'd been written into the rule set, be able to sort of mirror them back to the master mariner in a way they could understand so they could say, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Beautiful. And understand that that's actually the rule that was going to get applied. Okay, well, Don, as podcast episodes go, I have to say not only is this unique factor very high, its cool factor is off the charts, but also its its applicability. If you squint your eye and tilt your head as you'd been describing, it's quite applicable to a very broad set of industries. And I'm sure you and your team are quite proud of this accomplishment, and so are we. It's so impressive and inspiring. And ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Art of Automation with guest Don Scott, the Director of Engineering at Submerse Group and one of the masterminds behind the AI Captain. Thank you very much, Don, for joining us today. Thanks, Jerry. I really enjoyed talking with it about you. Well, that's it for today. And folks, to continue to follow this story, you can find links on the Mayflower Project and the AI Captain in the description section of this episode. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. This is Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow and Chief Technology Officer of Automation at IBM. See you again on an upcoming episode.